0: And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. And I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together. And we're so glad that you've joined us. That's
1: right, Dr. Linda. Happy weekend. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty would you be mine? Could you? You know that song.
0: Here's the second verse, Chris. I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. Hmm. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say Would you be mine? Could you be mine? won't you be my neighbor? my neighbor right that was mr rogers most of us who have had kids mm-hmm. do know that song
1: i've always wondered what a beauty wood is i know
0: yeah. i don't know what it's a neighborly is day
1: in this beauty wood yeah in but, the
0: beauty uh, wood
1: you know how many of us really feel that way about our neighbors do you have good neighbors if not uh what do you do to coexist or make things better today we're going to uh, answer those questions on this weekend show and we're talking about getting along with your neighbors.
0: So maybe the people listening are thinking, my neighbors are not the kind of neighbors I would sing that Mr. Rogers song with, right? (laughs) But, you know, it's really sad to me how much neighborhoods have changed. And so maybe I'm going to date myself a little bit. But growing up in a neighborhood like I had, where we knew all the neighbors, Mm, and the neighbors had permission to discipline us. (laughs) So nobody was worrying about a lawsuit or some angry, you know, parent coming down and yelling at them. They all kept us in line. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if i messed up, I knew that Mr. Stickney or one of the neighbors would come back and buy me and have a nice talk with me. You know, I think during these days of two paycheck parents commuting, uh, people staying to themselves because they're afraid to let their kids run around being unsupervised Mm. outside, it's really not uncommon to buy a house and, you know, five years down the road realize, hey, I don't even know those people. Who are they? So maybe a little bit like the renters, you know, Mm -hmm. they're in and out. You really don't know them unless you make a real intention to get to know them. And Honestly, some neighbors do make you miserable. So I'm thinking, my daughter called me the other day, and she's in a new rental area, and Mm -hmm. she said that the people next to them have these very loud barking dogs who (sighs) bark all night long. Now that's miserable.
1: That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then I remember, Chris, that we had a neighbor One time, this was years ago, he would play his flute like at 1 o'clock in the morning, and we shared a wall so we could hear it.
1: When, When Sharon and I were first married, we lived in a townhouse that the bathrooms shared a wall, and the girl next door would sing in the shower, and she was extremely loud the thing was, she was a great singer
0: oh well that helps
1: so it was a little bit annoying but at the same time she sang pretty well you
0: should have started clapping real loud on the other side of the wall bravo bravo well here's a bad one so one of our neighbors in the chicago area we lived in chicago um, we looked out the window one morning and they had taken and stolen all of the tires off the person's car and put it up on blocks oh wow now isn't that awful Mm. so i remember sitting out with a flashlight For like three nights in a row going, I'm going to find this person I'm going to watch. Wow. And then we had a really bad situation in one place. Now that I'm thinking about it, we've had some issues with our neighbors, (laughs) right? Where they had this pit bull behind us, and the guy was never there, and he was screaming at the dog all the time when he would come home. And Mm. the dog, the dog seemed to be abused, in my opinion, and was really upset all the time. So the dog, of course, was barking, which made it unpleasant for us. Mm. Well, getting along with your neighbors can make a big difference in your life, and it can really take the stress off of everyday life. So learning to be neighborly, as Mr. Rogers has reminded us we need to be, can help all of us. Remember, your neighbors are probably not likely going anywhere soon, unless you make it so miserable for them (laughs) that they want to leave.
1: Unless you're the bad neighbor. Right? Right. So
0: if you are not particularly fond of those people, then it's in your best interest to find a way to get along with them.
1: Well, first... Let's talk about the problem of difficult neighbors. We found some great help on HGTV's website on this topic. And let's start with the neighbor who devalues their home, and yours by the way, by not mowing their lawn or having an eyesore like a car on cinder blocks like you said a, a minute ago. It makes the neighborhood look run down.
0: We've all had this in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the person who doesn't mow their lawn?
1: Well, it's been me before. But oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> true confessions here. Right.
0: We did have a neighborhood where one person It was illegal to have a car on blocks Mm. and rusting out in your driveway, but they did. And finally, they put something over it, which I guess helped a little bit. I think somebody finally called the police on them, which Mm. was not too exciting. But you want to be really careful with all of this. You want to be able to communicate a lot. So this is going to be the key. Don't just get angry and upset and do nothing because when you do, you often find out things that they weren't like what you thought they might be about somebody. Here's a story I found. So this is kind of a good illustration of that point, Chris. So a group of neighbors who were upset that a house on their block wasn't, the person wasn't taking care of the lawn. The neighbors assigned a delegate to go knock on the door to discuss the yard. And when the owner came out of the house and the problem was explained, she just broke into tears. She was in the middle of a divorce and an aggressive chemotherapy treatment. Mm. The neighbors then organized a rotating schedule of lawn care for that ill neighbor. Now, it doesn't always work out that way, but sometimes we just assume that people are being negligent or mean-spirited. And when we actually have a conversation with them, we find out that it's very different. In one of my neighborhoods, the neighbor finally called the police, like I said, to remove the car. That was a problem. It Mm -hmm. didn't turn out to be different than what we thought. But a lot of times it could. So you really do need to talk to them.
1: And you know, we're not asking for a lawn competition with our neighbors uh, who has the greenest yard but keeping up a regular mowing is really needed.
0: And putting your garbage and recycling cans back properly after they've been collected. I mean, don't you just hate it when you have to pick up trash in your mm-hmm. yard from other people because they don't dispose of it? Where we used well. to
1: live when the wind would blow, yeah. there would be debris that blew into our yeah. yard.
0: Yeah. yeah, now that I, you know, but it's because people aren't putting the lid on their right. cans. So <laughs> I guess we're getting, we're getting really picky here with That's some right. of that.
1: What about the dangerous neighbor? You may not want to uh, befriend them, but it helps to know something about what sets them off or the problems with boundaries you might have so you don't cross them.
0: You may see a lot of red flags with some people and you should be aware of those. And certainly you should report any suspicious behavior to police, especially if you think there's a drug ring or there's terrorism activity or there's some kind of sexual assault or sexual problem going on. You have to act smart, don't incite people, but be smart about it. So if you have young kids, I think one of the things you should really look at is the www.familywatchdog.us. The website is for the National Sex Offenders Registry, and so if there's anyone in your neighborhood you need to be aware of and they're on this list, it's going to pop up on a map for your community. What do we do
1: about the difficult neighbor, the one who, here we go, blames you, doesn't cooperate or participate, in neighborly events.
0: So the best thing to do with someone like that, Chris, is to really try to keep a good rapport and at least acknowledge them with a hello or a greeting. It's amazing if you just Mm. say hello to people, how much they calm down and they actually can like you a little bit from you being so friendly. These days there aren't many chances to make impressions with your neighbors because we don't see them very often and we don't see them very long. So a simple wave or hello can really keep things civil.
1: And then if you have to talk to them about something specific because it's really causing problems, what do you do?
0: So if you explain your problem in a reasonable way and you're nice, you know, about it, you can you can make a case for whatever the issue is, but having a face-to-face conversation instead of just assuming that somebody is, you know, mean or problematic or whatever will go a long way. If you don't bring it up, then it's going to continue. So you really do have to have a conversation. If you try to talk to your neighbor, maybe you'll get a solution to that. Most people don't want to be the problem neighbor.
1: That's right. Well, today we're talking about being neighborly on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Good advice so far, but there is more to come. How can you be neighborly and encourage good neighbor relationships? Stay with us on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
0: Mother and daughter relationships are powerful and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com or online where books are sold.
1: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today's topic is one that we all have to address, getting along with our neighbors. Before we get back into our conversation, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, DrLindaMental.com, and that's where you'll find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. An easy way to know what she's writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter, at Dr. Linda Mental, or on Facebook. And if you need more help with conflict, because neighbors may cause some conflict, Get her book, We Need to Talk, a book that helps you navigate conflict around relationship expectations. And Dr. Linda, so we know that before we point the finger at each other, we should consider what we can do to be good neighbors and encourage friendship and get along. But even when your neighbors aren't friendly, shouldn't we be?
0: If we're of the Christian faith, I think we know how to answer that question, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a pretty obvious pretty yeah. obvious answer. <laughs> but being friendly does really go a long way. Right. So it is a good thing to do. If you have a new neighbor and you're just giving them a friendly smile or even go say hello. I made a point. We have a brand new neighbor. I made a point to go and talk to that person mm-hmm. because I thought I need to establish a rapport with my right. neighbor for the future and in case there are some things that we have to talk about so introduce yourself when you run into a neighbor you haven't met or when you haven't seen in a long time if they move in and they're new bring them a small gift do people Mm -hmm. still do that
1: you know when we moved into our new neighborhood they did
0: i know i did that for our neighbors i brought a plate of cookies Mm -hmm. or but then i found out i did this to one of our neighbors and i found out that they were allergic to gluten. Oops. So that was a problem. (laughs) So I I didn't know. But but it's really nice and thoughtful to bring a a small gift to somebody who's new.
1: You know, I think one of the hardest things to deal with is neighbors who make noise. And in our new neighborhood, we have a great relationship with one of our new neighbors that lives sort of through the woods, but they like to party a lot. And they have big speakers. So they are concerned about the noise. And and what I do now is when they crank up the speakers, I send a text and tell them I'm calling the police.
0: Oh, my goodness. You do? It's a joke. Oh, it's a joke. Okay.
1: So they know that, oh, we should probably turn the music down. (laughs) So
0: you have that. You've established that already so that they don't really think you're calling the police. No, but they think think
1: it's hilarious. Oh, that's great. We should turn the music down then. Yeah.
0: So as a rule, you know, you should keep your music down and and make sure that you're not being really loud outside, especially Mm -hmm. if you live in close quarters where your neighbors are pretty close to you. If you're making a lot of noise with conversation, I would say wind it down around 9 o'clock. I think that's reasonable, don't you? And try not to start up your power tools. Um, Don't do those before 8 or 9 a.m. Just be considerate about your neighbors. You know, one time, Chris, we lived in a a cul-de-sac, and my son is a drummer, and so we thought it was really great. We put him in the garage. We put the drums in there. We told him that he could drum in there, and we closed the garage door. But apparently, because of the way the cul-de-sac was, it reverberated down the cul-de-sac. And I was really glad that one of our neighbors felt comfortable enough to come to us and say, it's really loud, we can hear it. Mm Because I really had no idea that they could hear it down there. Another good one is, if you're planning a party, try to let your neighbors know in advance because the parking gets a little dicey. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to know what's going on, especially if you have frequent get-togethers. I even think sometimes when people have their Bible studies, it's good to let people know in the neighborhood that that happens on a regular basis. And it's not a bad idea to invite your neighbors to some of those parties or get-togethers.
1: Right. What if the problem is your neighbors making the noise not necessarily you but them Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so your first step would be the polite knock on the door tell them without sounding angry that you understand they're having a great time that maybe they're having friends visit but it's getting too loud for you and just could they please take down the noise level a Mm -hmm. little bit or take the party indoors if it gets a little bit late at night be sure to thank them when they do it, especially if they're trying to be cooperative.
1: Or do what I do and threaten to call the police.
0: That's right, as a joke. As a joke, remind people.
1: <laughs> what about an email or a note?
0: I think it's just easier to have the face to face because I don't know about you, but I just don't know the tone in an email or right. text. Mm-hmm. And I don't always react well to that. When we moved into our neighborhood, we had a note on our mailbox. We had not even moved in. So nobody knew if we had a pet or not. And the note said, keep your pet off the lawns of the neighbors and pick up after. It was very hostile. Wow. And I thought, wow, they haven't even been here. Yeah. But it was put on our mailbox. Mm. So I'm wondering if the people before us
1: Ah, had an
0: issue with that and they were just trying to preempt it. But that didn't sit well with me as a new neighbor getting a note like that
1: you took it to mean a hostel maybe yeah. they were just being friendly and saying hey keep your dog in the yard
0: well just come and talk to me first I right. think that would work so much better so you know do the face-to-face thing and, and I think it's better than the mailbox
1: you touched on that and uh, what do we do about the neighbors and our pets
0: it really can become a big point of contention so you really need to make sure you're sort of setting ground rules with people and their pets and all the issues involved in that if something happens once or twice I don't make a big deal of it. If a dog is barking like maybe one night for some odd reason or they've done their business on our lawn and they didn't (laughs) pick it up one time. Now, if that becomes a problem, I will say something to the people walking their pets. But I try to take a deep breath. And then I, you know, if it's not a big deal, I let it go. But if there's an ongoing problem, I will have a conversation. But the point is in those conversations, Chris, is to... Say something kind to your neighbor, first of all, Mm -hmm. and tell them you want to work and get along. It's really important to you, but then you have to deal with your complaint.
1: You know, I think pet owners should do their best to listen and acknowledge their feelings about their pets. And Mm -hmm. I also think we should be more aware of how our pets impact our neighbors.
0: I do think that's true. So, you know, not everybody loves pets, right? Mm -hmm. So the scoop and poop is a real big deal for me. I don't like other people's animals doing stuff on my lawn. And I think you should keep your dog on a leash. I was walking my dog the other day and some dog was not on the leash and it came charging at yeah. Zoe and it was frightening. I, I had to grab and pick her up because I wasn't sure what the intent of that dog was. So I think that's a good one. Keep them on the leash, repair the fence, pay for training your pet if that's something you need to do. I do have to say, though, we had a neighbor who had a pet snake. Pet, pet snake. snake. Wow. And it was big. And it was really hard to take because the snake would escape all the time. (laughs) And I was terrified knowing that there was a snake. You know, my son would come home and go, so-and-so's pet snake escaped again. Mom, it's somewhere in the neighborhood. And I'd be like, oh, my goodness, is it in my garage? Where is it?
1: So were they able to find the snake? Yeah,
0: they always retrieved it, but it was a little bit frightening.
1: (laughs) Here's another big one is respect common spaces and shared walls. Again, if someone is in the shower next to you in the condo, (laughs) don't sing as loud.
0: (laughs) But it was good singing, as we recall. Great great singing, yes. If you just are very respectful of those common spaces, it's going to do a lot. So you want to think about hallways. If you have a condo building, my daughter was in a, an apartment one time, a condo, and they had just gotten new carpet. And she said there was a family out there in the common space and the kids were eating ice cream and dripping it all Ugh, over the carpet and right. nobody was picking it up. So, you know, that wasn't very thoughtful. You know, spaces can be tight. So it's really important to find places to put strollers and bicycles and not have them crowding out common areas.
1: You know, I know there are cities where outdoor spaces and apartment buildings and condos are often quite close together and people get upset over the way other people impact their outdoor space
0: yeah so i think one of the worst ones is when smoke mm-hmm. drifts into your unit right. I, that would really bother me or when people are grilling i mean so they're not even trying to be you know rude about this or anything mm-hmm. but sometimes the the smoke from the grill can right. go into your house or your unit, and that can create a lot of ill will from people and sometimes people are are have to go smoke outside because someone in the house or the unit doesn't want them to be there and so again, you can sort of smell that maybe you're getting the secondhand smoke so again, I think being very mindful of the people around you and trying to be considerate goes a long way
1: if you're grilling a hamburger, you can bring me a, a hamburger. <laughs> you can. And the smoke can do whatever it wants. It can do
0: whatever it wants. That's right.
1: (laughs) You know, when you live close to others, parking can be a real problem.
0: Yeah, and you got to follow the parking etiquette. Always try to park in front of your own building, your own unit, if possible, and don't block your neighbor's driveway. Mm. So one of the things that really used to annoy us with one of our our neighbors was they would always park right behind where we would back out our car. You know, I was always worried that one of my teenagers was going to back right into their car. (laughs) And I think it did happen one time with another neighbor just a few doors down. So just be thinking about where you're putting your car. And then I had a friend who said that the neighbor used to... always park their car on the front of their curb hmm. instead of on their side of the the house so right. she was always annoyed by that so I think just being aware of those things and you know it's not an official rule that you have to park right in front of your house but it's right. probably a good one to follow
1: well parking pets noise your lawn the whole bit these are great suggestions but after the break we want to talk about building a caring neighborhood community stay with us on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. <laughs>
0: The news these days is full of so many sad, depressing, or downright frightening things that cause us to go through our days with frowns on our faces and a cloud over our hearts. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I've got a suggestion for you to help ward off the heaviness that you might be feeling. The Bible is clear. Laughter does good like a medicine. One clear antidote for heaviness is to increase the laughter in your life. While my friend was battling cancer, she made it a regular habit to watch all the wonderful old comedy movies she could find. Laughing with her husband allowed them both to enjoy a rush of endorphins and precious moments together. Now, I'm not telling you that laughter alone will solve everything, but it will clear out the gloom. Reading God's Word and living in His promise is our best armor. But having a good laugh every day will help keep your focus off those things you can't control. It'll cut down on your wrinkles and increase your trust in the God who rules your world and the world around you.
1: This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And let me remind you to check out Dr. Linda's books and blogs. Just go to her website, drlindamental.com and follow her on social media. You can also get her free e-newsletter, at DrLindaMental.com. Well, today we're talking about getting along with your neighbors, and uh, biblically, we are to love our neighbors and do good to them. So this is a way that we can be a witness to the folks we live near to.
0: It really is. It really is living out our faith, isn't it, Chris? Mm, It is. Because if we can't get along with our neighbors, then really, what is the mark of our Christian witness? Right. It's not very good. So one of the important things we always have to think about is forgiving our neighbors, especially the ones that offend us. And, you know, Bible's really clear about forgiveness and forgiving constantly, right? So maybe we can try to overlook some of the minor annoyances by giving our neighbors a little bit of grace, and then we can try to work on resolving the major conflicts that might come out. Jesus says you have to forgive every time, every situation, and when possible, the Bible is really clear that we're supposed to work on reconciliation. Mm -hmm. You
1: know, if you think about it, there's no better place to practice tolerance and learning how to disagree in civil ways than with our neighbors.
0: Maybe we could start with our neighborhoods and transform Mm -hmm. our culture a little bit in this area, and when we disagree and it gets really heated about politics or whatever the topic might be. You know, maybe this is a good place to start is to try to work through these disagreements with our neighbors in a way that's civil. And we could start there. It might carry over to the workplace and to other places in our communities. You know, we're building communities by building these positive relationships with our neighbors. And I don't think it's a little thing, Chris. I think it's really a big thing to do that and Mm -hmm. to really try to, you know, maybe do small things with your neighbors to sort of start building that sense of community so that when there is a difference you can work it through. You know, one of the small things I can think of is if you have plants in your backyard, maybe tomato plants or something you're raising, and you get a lot of them, maybe take something over to your neighbor and give them some tomatoes or, you know, bring them something that you're growing that you could share. Like, I loved it. A neighbor once brought over cut basil for me. Oh, wow. And I put it in the refrigerator, and I used it for a couple of recipes. And we have this neighbor who just enjoys mowing lawns. Huh. I, he has a ride, one of those ride-on mowers. Yeah. And so for the longest time, he would come over and go, could I just mow your lawn for free because I just love doing it? And of course, neither of us said no. <laughs> but then he got a job in a landscaping company and he got uh, bored with it and he didn't want to do that's it anymore. Right, yeah. Free lawn mowing for a while. And
1: you know, once it becomes your trade, you're like, ah, I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, You can also trade and borrow tools and skills. I'm thinking like a ladder or a power tool or something you may know how to do. Right. Like wire up a light bulb or something.
0: Right. So we have a neighbor has one of those really big ladders that we Mm -hmm. don't have one of those big extension ladders. Right. And every time when we put up decorations or something, we go and borrow it from him and he's always willing to give it to us. So I think it's great. Be willing to lend a hand if it's needed and, you know, maybe even be a part of a neighborhood watch. We just have an email list with all of our neighbors and we feel a little bit safer because everybody's looking out for each other.
1: You know, another way to simply love your neighbors is just... Get to know them. Just walk outside in the evening and strike up a conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah. chat. Another way to be considerate of your neighbor is when you're out of town, maybe let them know and maybe they can watch your house. We've asked our neighbors to do that several times hmm. because there might be a strange car in the driveway if there's somebody coming to check on our house or right. staying with an animal. So we always let our neighbors know that.
1: One thing I've always wanted to do in our, in our new neighborhood especially is to organize a block party have everyone come out, and I know there are musicians in this neighborhood, I'd, I'd like to form a band.
0: We had this in our last neighborhood, and we had a guy who had one of those big pig roasting, they're huge, he would get a pig the beginning of September, and he would roast this thing. And I'm telling you, this guy could have gone into business with the sauce and the way yeah. he would do it. And he got all the little kids in the neighborhood excited. When my kids were little, they would go. Because you have to stay up all night with the roasting of the pig. Right, he does yeah. it overnight. And the kids would go and open up the thing. It was kind of disgusting because the head was on it. And, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't like it too much. Yeah. But my kids were really fascinated. And then we'd have a big block party. Oh, wow. And it was really a lot of fun.
1: You know, a good way to form a good relationship with your neighbors is to avoid talking about each other.
0: Yeah, the gossip factor.
1: Neighborhood gossip can be, it it can destroy relationships. It
0: can, and it may feel like bonding to complain about shared problems, Mm -hmm. but gossiping, like you said, it only deteriorates relationships.
1: Dr. Linda, in our remaining time, let's give a few other good ways to build community.
0: So one that you might not have thought about is set up a book library, I have a friend who does this, and she lends out her books, and they talk about different books.
1: Put lots of uh, Dr. Linda's books there in There you go. Library.
0: <laughs> Great library to set up in a neighborhood. That's
1: right. You can also set up an emergency preparedness network. If disaster strikes, it's important to have people who know what to do. Establishing right. common meeting space for your neighbors, and appointing community members to take on various roles, and having supplies ready that could help strengthen your neighborhood and make things less chaotic should that unfortunate disaster ever strike.
0: I really like that. That's really good. Maybe you could plant a tree. Get some Mm. neighbors to get around and plant trees in your neighborhood or at an intersection or a corner that lacks some greenery. We have a neighbor who takes care of the beginning part where you come in there's a signage area and one of our neighbors just plants a lot of landscaping and it's a great way to You can get out and garden with your neighbors, That's kind of a fun thing.
1: One thing that's fun in our neighborhood is people like to walk and and ride bikes. So just jump on the bike and take off. You will end up chatting with people.
0: Yeah, you have a great neighborhood for that. It's really safe. Not not all neighborhoods are safe, but this one really is. I think another really good one is just carpool with your neighbors. I've done it once when mm-hmm. i was living in the tampa area i did carpool with a number of people and i really got to know those people in the carpool now the problem with that is if the carpool can become contentious <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got to pick the right people to do that Yeah,
1: because then you have to ride home with them again that evening <laughs> <laughs> that's right
0: well listen chris as we move to close the show the best way you know you can really live out the life of christ is to be neighborly and do what jesus said to love your neighbor do unto others as you would have them do unto you so be a good neighbor yourself That can stop a lot of problems before they start. It can also make it easier to solve problems when they do arise. To love your neighbor means you have to get out and get to know them. So don't isolate with your small group of friends, especially your small group of Christian friends. Get out in your neighborhoods and practice the gospel of loving others. Most people could benefit from a little more love in their lives. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer and social media director, Norm Mintel, our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who always makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.